got some praise in this house. How many of you know that the blood still works? Come on, put those hands together and give God praise. We know that it works, and we're grateful to God that it works in our lives on this morning. And may I pray with you while you're standing. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for those who have come, those who have gathered. Lord, for those who are seeking something, seeking even the more of you, Lord, seeking understanding, Lord. Somebody came down with a bowed down head and Lord, you're going to lift it up right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, somebody came in sick, but Lord, you're going to heal their body right now, Lord. And we're praying healing over their body, healing over their mind right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, somebody has a loved one who's laid up in the hospital room, Lord. Someone who's laid down sick, Lord. But Lord, we know when the doctor says no, Jesus can still say yes. Lord, we ask that you turn that situation around right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. Lord, let there be healing, Lord. Let there be deliverance, Lord. Allow there to be breakthroughs in this room right now in Jesus' name. Come on, put those hands together and give God some praise. Come on and give God some praise. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. We're grateful to God for each of you who've come to join us and to those who are watching us virtually this morning. We say welcome. We praise God for you coming and joining us this morning. This is Pentecost Sunday. Amen. And we're grateful. We're grateful for Pentecost. We're grateful for God's precious gift of the Holy Ghost. The Comforter has come to heal us. The Comforter has come to protect and keep us. And we're thankful to God that every of everything that the Holy Ghost means to us and how he heals, how he interprets, how he makes intercession for us, even in our praying. And we're grateful today. And we celebrate that on this morning, but not just today, but every day, but especially today. Amen. 50 days after Christ's ascension, after Christ had died and gone to be with his father. He said he would leave someone to be with us. He will not leave us comfortless. And we're grateful as we celebrate Pentecost Sunday on this morning. We're going to the word of the Lord quickly. If you'll follow me to John 14 and we'll be looking at John chapter 14 verses 13 through 20. Again, that's St. John chapter 14 and we'll be looking at verses 13 through 20. We'll be looking, we'll be reading from the King James Version on this morning. And we just want to share a special Pentecost message this morning. We're going to talk about Holy Ghost coverage. Amen. Somebody say that with me. Say Holy Ghost coverage. There's a lot of coverage out there, but we're going to talk about Holy Ghost coverage on this morning. Again, that's St. John chapter 14, and we'll be looking at verses 13 through 20. And the word of the Lord reads... And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If ye love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Somebody say forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. At that day, ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me and I 
in you. Someone just say with me this morning, say Holy Ghost coverage. When I begin to think of this particular text and I begin to think about Pentecost and I begin to think about the power and the impact and the import of the Holy Spirit. I thought of it in the context of car insurance. And when I begin to think of different types of insurances and different types of coverages they provide, that gave me a context for explaining and trying to give a, get a little bit of better understanding of what the Holy Ghost does for us. Christ lays it out there in John 14, even before the advent, advent or, the, or the, the giving of the Holy Spirit to us. God, Jesus is saying to us, I'm not leaving you to be by yourself, but I'm leaving you a comforter that can stay with you, as the word said, and you repeat it forever. It will be with you forever. Somebody say forever. He's always God said, I'll always be with you. He left his comforter to be with us forever. Jesus said, I can't be with you in physical form forever. Christ still he had to ascend to be with his father. But I can leave you the Holy Spirit who can stay with you always, all the time. He can always be with you as a comforter. He can be there for your protection. He says he can lead and guide you into all truth. He can increase and impact your understanding. We know the Holy Ghost also makes intercession for us for for when we don't know how to pray as we ought to pray. But the Holy Spirit, it, it translates. It's our interpreter with God. It translates what we say, our moanings and groanings, even those things that are uttered that, do, that are not easy to understand. The Holy Spirit interprets those things for us. It's there for us. It is here. It's God's gift to us. And it will stay with us always. When I thought of that in, in the context of, of, of insurance, I thought about different types of coverage. And one of the coverages that we all, as if you drive a car, you better have liability coverage. Amen. Everybody, everybody's, you better have, li to, to be legal, you better have liability coverage if you're out on the road. The thing about liability coverage is that it's not there really as much to protect you as it is to cover the other drivers. If you should hurt or harm someone else, it does not cover your vehicle. But it covers any damage that you might do to them. How I many how many of you know just because you're saved doesn't mean you won't hurt somebody? Just because you're saved, that doesn't mean you can't hurt somebody. Just because you have the Holy Ghost does not mean you cannot hurt somebody. When I, when, I, when I begin to think of the liability coverage in terms of how it, it protects us from hurting other people, I begin to think of David when Saul was chasing him all through the land of the Philistines. You remember David was anointed king, but David, after he was anointed king, he had to defeat Goliath. And then he basically had to run for his life for a few years because Saul was trying to kill him. But on several occasions, we find David confronting Saul when Saul is in a disadvantaged position. We find David encountering Saul in the cave and, and Saul, Saul is asleep. And David is upon him and David could have struck him down. But there was something that God was telling him. I believe it was God's spirit withholding David from harming Saul because that was not inside God's will. Just because he had the power to kill him there. 
He did not have God's authorization. And the Holy Spirit, I believe, just held him up and caused him to be meek in that situation. You know, meekness, meekness is just being strong, but having it in control, being in control of that meekness. That, that, that's what he's, he's doing in this moment. David has the power, but he doesn't have the authority to kill Saul. And many of us can learn lessons from that. There are many things that we have the power to do, but we don't have God's authority to do it. There are many things. Let me break it down here. There are many things you have the power to say. That doesn't mean you have God's authority to say it. Come on with me now. It may be true, but that doesn't mean God gave you the authority to speak it. Just because it's true, that didn't mean that didn't mean God told you to say it. That sometimes you need to exercise that meekness. You need to allow that Holy Spirit to grab hold of you. To keep you in those situations. What I believe about the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. He's a keeper. But the Holy Spirit is not a lockdown, put you behind in prison kind of keeper. I think of the Holy Spirit as a kind of keeper. You know, those invisible fences they have for dogs. That's the kind of keeper I think of the Holy Spirit. You know, they put a little put a little uh, collar around the dog's neck and then they put bury the fence around the yard. And when the dog gets close to the boundary, a lot of them, they beep a little bit or he'll get a little bit of pain, a little tinge of shock as he approaches his boundary. That 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 tinge is to remind the dog that he doesn't need to go any further. And sometimes the Holy Spirit, when it's operating and you're listening and you're in tune with the Holy Spirit, some of y'all are walking right up to the line. and The Holy Spirit is telling you to stop. But sometimes, like I said, it's not prison. Sometimes you cross the line anyway. But the Holy Ghost was telling you to slow down, to stop. Sometimes that little collar, before it even sends a shot, it'll just beep a little bit. And you know what happens? That beep conditions the dog. So when the dog hears the beep, he's like, oh, I better back up. And some of y'all, God's pressing the beep button and you're like, beep, 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 beep. And you just keep on going. (laughs) You're not listening because some of y'all laughing because you've been there. God told you to shut up. You kept on talking. Kept on running your mouth. There was somebody who did you wrong and God said, I'll get him. You said, no, God, I got this. I'll get him. Beep, 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 beep. I need you to stop. But you just kept on going, crossing the barrier. The Holy Spirit was attempting to keep you, attempting to protect you from harming somebody else. Somebody you had power over, but you did not have God's authority to address. Every situation that confronts you is not intended for you for you to address it. Just because you see it doesn't mean God has given you authority to touch it. Doesn't mean God's given you the authority to handle it. Some of you all are dealing with situations that were not intended for you to put your hands on. So now you're tired, you're exhausted, you're frustrated because you're dealing with things that God never anticipated you touching. Did God, I have the power, but did God give me the authority? David said, I have the power to strike down Saul right there. And even some of the men who were around him, who were not as in tune with God's spirit, told him, go ahead and kill him. But something on the inside, I believe it was God's spirit. That told him, don't do this. It's almost the Holy Spirit's liability coverage telling you to protecting him from harming somebody else. Let me tell you something else about harming somebody, somebody else. When God protects you from harming somebody else, he's also by product protecting you. 
I want you to get this because I need you to understand this. And this is so important to your Christian witness. There are so many times we destroy our witness because we harm other people who God has put in our purview, who has put in our life for us to help them. Just because just think of this, God has put people in your path who he wants you to help. But just because he's put them there for you to help them doesn't mean they know how to treat you right. They need your help, but they don't know how to treat you. I want you to think of this of all the people. I want you just just for a moment, close your eyes for just a second. I just want you to think of somebody who's driven you crazy in your life. In your path, open your eyes because it, it doesn't take long for you to remember. Think of that. I want you to think of them like this. Sometimes when the Coast Guard finds ships that are capsized, they send out men in their vest and they drop down in the water from the helicopters. And they're trying to save people from drowning. These men have been trained how to save people from drowning who will also fight them. Some of those people who are drowning, they're so delirious in that moment. That they're swimming, swinging arms, they're swimming, swinging legs. They might hit the person who's trying to save them because they don't know any better. And I came to tell you because before you attack that person that God has placed in your path, God may have been dropping you down in the turbulent ocean of their life to save them from something that the devil is causing to try and overwhelm them. And they might strike out with you at words. They might say things that are not kind, but understand God put them in your path for a purpose. Don't lose your witness and don't lose your mind and don't lose your head when they say things that you don't like. When they say things that offend you, when they live a lifestyle that you cannot comprehend, instead of judging them and you putting your mouth on them, be careful. They may be that drowning person. That God has dropped you into that situation to help save their life. When God, the Holy Spirit, protects you from hurting others, the Spirit is also protecting you from harming yourself. That's the Holy Spirit's liability coverage. Now I want to talk to you for a, a few moments about the Holy Spirit's uninsured policy. And what is the uninsured policy? Well, my, my wife can tell you a little bit about this. She's been in a situation like this. An uninsured policy doesn't cover them. It helps cover you when somebody hits you that doesn't have insurance. Somebody, I know somebody else has been there. And that, that's a frustrating situation to be in. You, you have damage to your vehicle. You're, you are hurt. But the person who hit you does not have insurance. But if you carry an uninsured policy, your insurance will help cover the damage that happens to you. That, when I think of that, I think of the, I want you to understand this. And, it, and it, it fits in line with what we were just saying. Some people who don't know better will hurt you. We talked about people in the church might help you. Holy Ghost people might help you. But the Holy Ghost is also there to cover you from people who don't know better that might harm you. That might come in your path that might say things to throw you off track. And you have to understand, Jesus said it on the cross. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. They don't know what they're doing. 
In fact, we shouldn't take it personal when somebody is struggling with the demons in their own life when they lash out at you. Because a lot of times it's not about you. Many times people say things against you and it has little to do with who you are and more to do with how they feel about themselves. I, I, I wish somebody went here with me. This a lot of times the, the people, the honoriest, evilest people who speak the most, speak the most evil and say the worst things about you. It's not because they think little of you. It's because they think little of themselves. I'm trying to give you this so you can learn to help people and stop judging people. That person is probably hurting. So then when you respond to them in evil, you can't you can't heal evil with evil. I I don't know why we call ourselves Christian. They cuss me. I'm, I'm cussing them. They talk about me. I'm talking about them. That's not Christian. That's not what God desires from us. You overcome evil with good. So when they show you evil, you show them the example of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit will help you. Will help you. The Holy Spirit, I'll tell you this, the Holy Spirit will word your mouth. The Holy Spirit will teach you how to talk if you let it. Somebody point at somebody and say, slow down. Because, see, some of y'all done cussed them out before the Holy Spirit even got started trying to instruct you on what you need to say. The Holy Spirit will word your mouth with the things that you need to say. If you listen, you listen to what the Holy Spirit will say. Had a friend at work and she was talking about her child and she was beating around the bush and and there were some things that she was wanting to she was trying to understand, but she didn't want to say it because you know words are powerful. And I and I and some of the Holy Spirit just gave me words. She never said this, and I said, Don't worry, your 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 child is not a sociopath. She she looked at me, she was like How did you know that's what I was thinking? I didn't know that's what she was thinking. The Holy Spirit spoke through me because and those were the very words she needed to hear at that moment. But that wasn't me. That was the Holy Spirit speaking through me. But you have to wait and listen to what the Holy Spirit is trying to say, and it will instruct you on what you need to say. But to get there, point at your neighbor again and say, slow down, slow down. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak through you. It will help you. Let me give you this. The Holy Spirit will help you to talk to people that do not believe in God. The Holy Spirit will help you. It will help. Why are you sitting there? And it's good to study. You need to study to show yourself approved. That's important. But the Holy Spirit will help draw out what you've studied. That will help impact the lives of the people that you're talking to. I know you, you guys wanted me to talk about slapping oil and everybody shouting this morning. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit works on Monday through Saturday, too. It just don't work on Sunday so you can shout and spin and spin and bubble at the mouth. It works Monday through Saturday and it'll teach you how to treat people because I, 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 I'm concerned about a Holy Spirit that lets you shout, shout on Sunday, but allows you to cuss me out on Monday. A Holy Spirit that has you spinning around on Sunday, but on Tuesday, you're ignoring my needs and what I what I need from God. 
that can cause you to walk by people who are hurting and needing. And you can be like the Pharisee and you can be like the priest in the story of the Good Samaritan. You can walk by people who are hurting and in need and not even think about it and say that you're filled with the Holy Spirit. I I have questions about that type of Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth. That means there are some things that I need the Holy Spirit to lead me in how to treat my brother and my sister and my co-worker and the people I encounter who need God's word. And I don't know what to say. People who don't believe in God, but they need his help. I, I, I need you to get that because there are some people like there like that. And sometimes you gossip about them instead of helping them. They don't believe in God, but they need his help. And sometimes, you know what you can do instead of being God's mouth? God doesn't some, God don't always need you to be his mouth. Sometimes God needs you to be his hand. And sometimes you can be the hand that helps somebody. And when they see God working through you. That's why the Bible says that they'll see your works, but glorify your father, which art in heaven. Sometimes the reason they can't see God is because they don't see him in you. When people see me, they ought to see God, not because I'm special, but because God and his spirit is operating through me. I need to work every day to erase a little bit more of Larry so they can see a little bit more of God. Erase a little bit more of the things that will detract them from seeing my savior to from seeing the light that's shining on the inside of me because the light is not of me, but it's in me because I didn't put it in myself. God put it in me, but I have to allow that light to shine, but to allow it to shine. I have to kill my flesh. The things that will prevent people from seeing God in me. It's hard for them to see God if I'm always mad and angry. It's hard for them to see God if I'm the first one cussing and ready to fight. It's hard for them to see God if I'm the most depressed person they see during the during the day. It's hard for them to see God if I never have joy, if I don't ever have a victorious testimony. It's hard for them to see God because sometimes Larry's in the way. So I need to pray every day. Lord, remove Larry. Get Larry's flesh out of the way. Get Larry's mindset out of the way. Remove Larry's priorities out of the way because I don't need him to see Larry. I need them to see you. Need him to see you. If anything, the pandemic has taught me, it's taught me that because I, I can tell you, I get tired of being in front of a camera. I get, I get tired of it. I got to look like this. I got to dress like this. Uh, is this matching? When's the last time I wore that? Is this wrink? Is this, this? Did I get all the wrinkles out? Because the more they see me, the more imperfections they see. But see, when I move myself out of the way, the more they look at me, the less they see me and the more they see God. Because I have to allow my flesh to die. I'm just talking about God's uninsured policy, the uninsured coverage provided by the Holy Ghost. I got two more and then I'll be done. The next one I want to talk to you about is collision coverage. Collision coverage specifically covers accidents when your car is hit. It's struck by something or you strike something else. It's all about being hit. I want to talk about the Holy Ghost collision coverage because see the first two things that I talked to you about 
when you hurt others. We're talking about liability and we're talking about when you are protecting yourself, uninsured policy. Sometimes it's easier to operate in those areas before you get hit. And I heard that the boxers say every boxer has a plan until they get hit. And see, a lot of us as Christians, it's easy to be a Christian until you get hit. It's easy to shout and dance and be positive and say encouraging things until you've been hit. It's easy to have a, a positive outlook. It's, it's easy to say that I, I'm on the, I'm on the, I'm on the uh, road for Jesus. I'm on the path for Jesus, and I'm so glad before you get hit. It's easy to say I'm glad to be in his service before you get hit. But when you've been hit, I'm talking about when you really lost something. I'm talking about when you've really been struck down by life. When something has come, and this is what I really say, a real test of your faith, is when you really prayed something hard from God, you really desired, you fasted, you prayed for it, you consecrated for it, and the opposite of what you prayed for happened. And and I know somebody's been there. When you've been there, that's when you've been hit. Somebody point at your neighbor and and, and testify to them, tell them, I've been hit. When you get hit... I can think of David in Ziklag, the burning embers of the city. While he's, sit, he's sitting there and the men are thinking of stoning him. That's being hit. That's being, being in a bad situation. When, you, when you're in a collision, one of the things, the, the first things that happen, I don't care how much coverage you have. When you're in a collision, the first thing you wish is this. I just wish this didn't happen. First thing, you, I don't care how much the insurance is going to cover. I don't care how, even if I'm going to get a new car, I just, I'd rather I just didn't get hit. I remember one day I was on my way home. It was a few years ago now, and I was, I love my, you know, I love my little truck. I was at the stoplight, and apparently it turned green, and the person behind me wasn't paying attention to me. I don't know how she didn't see my truck, but she saw the light green, hit the gas, bam, hit me right in the back. I get out. And I look and my bumper doesn't look like there's a lot of damage. But after you looked a little closer, there was a ding right there. And for those of you who have these right around the sensors and the the camera, there's a sensor and the sensor was separated. When you know that's that's going to be trouble, that's going to cost money. And at that time, unfortunately, I was going to have to get her insurance information. We pull over to the side. We're there for about an hour and a half. The police bring their report and all of that. And all along the whole time, even though I knew that my truck was going to be restored to where it was, I was just sitting there wishing, I wish I'd just never been hit. And I know some of you have been in that situation where you, you, you've you gone through a trial, you've gone through a storm. And even though the storm has made you better in some type, especially in your human self, in your flesh, you're saying, I just wish that had not happened. Wish, and sometimes you ask the question, Lord, why me? Why am I dealing with this storm? Why am I dealing with this situation? Why do I have to encounter this thing? The Bible reminds us to think it not strange concerning the fiery trial as though some strange thing has taken has happened to you. The Bible also says there's no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above the year able. But he will make a way of escape so that you'll be able to bear it. God has already tested the weight of your storm. 
and made sure it was not too much. And that's I just can't help but believe that's the Holy Spirit weighing and making intercession for us, protecting us, even though we're going to be experience collisions in our lives, even though we're going to get hit. Paul said, I know you're going to get hit. He says, so take into thee the whole armor of God so that you might be able to stand in that evil day. You should anticipate that you're going to be hit. And the Holy Spirit is there to protect you when you've been hit. Because when you really get hit, let me be honest with you, your flesh wants to give up. Your flesh, it, it, it wants to give up not only on life, but sometimes your flesh wants to give up on God. And I'm talking to real people here who who give real testimonies and not not the edited testimonies. But but the real testimony is that somewhere in between getting hit and, and, and being restored that I thought about quitting. Can, can we be real in here somewhere in between us shouting about my testimony? And, and when the storm first happened to me, I, I questioned and asked God, why did this have to happen to me? Sometime somewhere in between the, the storm first occurring and me, be, me, me giving God the glory for what what he did in my life. I, I, I cried myself to sleep that night. Somewhere in between me, me being hit, me experiencing the collision and me then even having the courage to tell somebody else my story. I was questioning whether or not I'd even lose my mind. Whether I'm healthy right now, whether my mind is healthy, whether I'm in a good place, you begin to question everything. I'm talking this only only talking to people who understand who've been hit. I'm talking about you question everything. Why did it happen to me? Lord, why am I here? Lord, are you there? Lord, you, you say you won't put more on me than I can bear. But Lord, I think this is too much. I think you let something slip by that you didn't weigh before you gave it to me because I think this is too much for me to handle. Then the Holy Spirit is there to hold you together in the middle of an unbearable loss. The Holy Spirit will hold you together when death strikes your house and your family. The Holy Spirit will hold you together. When you lose your job and you don't know how you're going to make it, the Holy Spirit will hold you together. When you when your best friend, the one that you counted on, the one that you told all your business to turns their back on you and starts talking about you, the Holy Spirit will hold you together. When you're sick and the doctor gives you a negative diagnosis and you don't know if you're going to make it out of that situation, the Holy Spirit will hold you, hold you together. When you have a, a crisis of faith, and sometimes you get there, and it's okay because I, tell, I always say, God's not afraid of your, your questions. It's okay to question God because the reason I say it's okay to question God is because that lets me know you're talking to him. You're talking to him. And if you keep on talking to him, if you keep up the conversation, I, I promise you God's going to answer Sometimes, sometimes God answers in, in a voice, but sometimes God answers by turning the situation around. I, I wish somebody were here with me this morning. Sometimes God, he said, remember, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the, the evidence of things not seen. And sometimes in the middle of asking God questions, God will send you some evidence. 
Well, I can't help but think of Hezekiah. Remember Hezekiah, the prophet came to him and told him that his life was about to end. And then the God as the and God and Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and began to pray. And then the prophet, he went out of the palace and before he could get out of the palace, I feel like it happened this way. God just tapped him on the shoulder. He said, hold on. I, I had one word for you to give Hezekiah. He said, but it's something about the way that Hezekiah just prayed to me. And I want you to know that there is power in prayer. I wish somebody in here with me. There is power in prayer. Something about the way that Hezekiah prayed to God. God tapped the prophet on the shoulder and said, I need you to go back and tell him that it's going to be all right. And the prophet said, well, what will be the sign of what will be the evidence that this thing is going to turn around? And God said, he said, I can make the sun go down or I can cause the sun to go back up. And the prophet said, well, it's nothing for the sun to go down. But he said, you're really showing me something if you cause the sun to come back up. So God caused the sun for the sake of Hezekiah. He caused the sun to come back up just to show him that he was going to extend his life. And I just believe I serve the same God. Somebody say the same God. The same God that extended Hezekiah's life. The same God that caused the sun to come back up. Is the same God that can look over your body. The same God that can turn around your finances. The same God that can change that diagnosis. The same God that can heal that broken relationship. It's the same God that can heal your mind. It's the same God. Somebody point at your neighbor and say it's the same God. Come on, give God some The same God. And I want to finish here. The final thing I want to tell you, I talked to you about liability coverage. I talked to you about uninsured coverage. I, want, I talked to you about collision coverage. And the last thing I want to talk to you about is comprehensive coverage. Somebody say comprehensive coverage. Comprehensive coverage. What comprehensive coverage is it bundles all of the aspects of the other coverages and it makes sure it makes you whole after something happens. Somebody say this when me. say it makes you whole after you've been hit. What I mean by this is that when you're in an accident and when you're in a storm, if something happens to your vehicle, what the insurance will do is make sure it puts you back in the same place where you were. It restores you. Somebody say it restores. It restores you back to where you were. You might feel like, well, I, I hated to be in this situation. I told you I've been there, too. I, I didn't even want to be in the situation. But what happens is God allows you to be restored. 
It takes me back to David in the burning embers of Ziklag. Right there when he asked God, he said he encouraged himself in the Lord. And it says when he encouraged himself in the Lord, he said, Lord, shall I go after them? And God said, yes, you shall go after them. And he said, you shall recover all. In other words, he said, I'm going to restore everything that you've had. So David and his men go down and chase the men. They chase the Syrians who had taken all of their stuff. And when they get down there, they find all of their wives and children. They're still alive. So those lives that had been taken for them had been restored. But not only that, God allowed them to take all the spoils of the Syrians. So not only did he restore them, but he made them whole. What I mean by that is God caused them to be in a better situation than they were when they started. I wish you were in here with me right now. God said the thing that's taking you through right now not only will I restore you, but he said I'm going to make you whole. The Holy Ghost coverage not only will it take you back to where you were but it's going to elevate you to another level Somebody say hi. Somebody in here who's ready to go higher say, I'm ready to go higher. That's what the Holy Ghost coverage does. That's what happened to the woman with the issue of blood. She went to find Jesus. She said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, she said, I shall be made whole. So she touches his garment and immediately, somebody say immediately. I think the Greek word for it is parakrema. Immediately, the, the fountain of her blood, it dried up. But not only that, Jesus Jesus turned around and he said, who touched me? And finally the woman said, it was me, Lord. It's me who touched you. And then Jesus said, I know you're already healed. But he said, your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you better than when you started. Your faith has taken back the clock. Your faith has made the sun go back up. And not only are you healed, but you're better than when you ever started. You're better than before you got sick. And I came to tell somebody. You're in the middle of a storm right now, but the Holy Ghost can make you better. Somebody say better. I'm going to be better. I'm going to go higher. I'm going to be delivered. I'm going to be healed. I'm going to give God the praise. Come on, give God some praise in here. Everyone standing to you. Come on, give God some praise. Guess what? The power. The power of the Holy Ghost is not just an emotion. It's not just a feeling. But he said the Holy Ghost will be with you forever. Always. If the Holy Ghost was just a shout, I'd only need it on Sundays. Come in here with me now. If that's all it was, I'd only need it on Sundays. If the Holy Ghost was just the tongues, I'd only need it when God calls me to speak in tongues. But I needed more than that. You notice in the Old Testament, the spirit would fall upon the person. 
That means it wasn't always there with them. Go back and read Judges. And it says, and when it talks about, when it talks about Samson, it said, and the spirit of the Lord fell upon Samson. But then the spirit would also leave. But the Holy Spirit that Christ has given us, it's with us always. 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 I praise God that it's with us always because the reason I'm glad it's with me always is because that means it's there with me when I don't even know I need it. When I, when I don't know I'm in danger. When I don't know I'm in trouble. When I don't know I'm about to be tested. When I don't know my life is in danger. When I don't know the devil is coming for my soul. The spirit is still with me. Still with me. Still with me. Still with me. And I can't testify for you. And you might be tired of hearing it, but I got to give my own testimony. I just can't help but believe. It was, I think it was 2008. It was around November. It was almost, it was convocation time in Memphis. I was driving home. It was a wet day and I was on the, those country winding roads. My truck just began to slide off the road. And as it slid off the road, I was headed in through a field directly towards a telephone pole. They said if I hit that telephone pole, they, they'd be having my funeral instead of towing my car. As I went through the telephone pole, my, my car was swerving and, and the line, if you just look at the tracks, my, my line was headed directly towards the pole. I didn't have control of the vehicle. When I hit the field, it was a, it was a soybean field that had just been harvested. It was nothing but mud. I was sliding. I had no traction. I had no way to control that truck. But when I'm out of control, God's still in control. When I'm out of control, God's still in control. And in the seconds it took for my car to swerve and to head directly for that pole, I realized I wasn't in control of that situation. Just being 100% honest with you, it happened so fast. I didn't even see the pole. I didn't even know I was headed for the pole. I slid off. And I believe the Holy Ghost turned from a danger I did not see, a danger that I didn't anticipate. It was there with me when I didn't even, even know I needed it. It turned my truck away from that pole. And just like God, I gathered my thoughts. I was scared. I was shaking. If you've ever lost control of your vehicle for any time, you shaking. I was shook. I'm not going to try and act tough. I was shook. Sitting there shaking and I came to myself. I get out of the, get out of the truck. And as I close the door, I'm looking at the pole. Lord, I didn't see it. Lord, I didn't know my life was in danger. But Lord, you're protecting me even when I don't know it. When I can't see it, when I don't anticipate it. Somebody said that's Holy Ghost coverage. 
protecting me when I don't know I'm in peril, preserving my life when I don't know I'm in danger, guiding me in the path that keeps me from damnation, that keeps me from destruction. That's what this writer means with that Holy Spirit with you, that we know that all things work together. We know that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord to them who are the called according to his purpose. Come on, put those hands together and give God some praise. Bow those heads and let me pray with you. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for your Holy Spirit, Lord. Lord, we thank you for the comfort. Lord, we thank you for the protection, Lord. We thank you for the coverage, Lord. Lord, we thank you for for loving us when we don't know how to love ourselves. For thinking of us when, Lord, we don't even know that we're in danger, that we're in peril. For keeping us safe from all dangers seen and unseen, Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for the power and the strength to love our neighbors, Lord, even when it's hard, Lord. To treat people right, Lord, even when they don't treat us right, Lord. To hold up the bloodstained banner, Lord, when the devil wants us to quit. Lord, we thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost that helps us live from day to day, from hour to hour, from moment to moment. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we ask that you strengthen us, Lord. Lord, strengthen us the more, Lord. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak when we don't know what to say, Lord. Allow the Holy Spirit to guide our hands, Lord, when we don't know what to do, Lord. Allow your Holy Spirit to guide our feet, Lord, when we don't know which direction we should take. Lord, lead us and guide us in the way that you would have us to go. And Lord, we'll give you the glory. We'll give you the honor. We'll give you the praise for everything that you've done. Come on, put those hands together real quick. Hallelujah. For those of you who are not saved, I implore you in the, there when we talk about the Holy Spirit there in the Advent and Acts, we talk about Peter's sermon, but towards the end of that sermon, he says, somebody asked, how do I receive the Holy Spirit? Peter said, repent and be baptized and you shall receive the Holy Spirit. Somebody needs to repent today. I just want you to lift those hands and pray with me. Say, Lord, I am a sinner. I have fallen short of your glory. And I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry for all of my sin. Please forgive me. Lord, I believe that you were crucified that you died and you were buried but rose again with all power in your hand and today I claim you as my savior and my lord Jesus come into my heart and I'll make you my savior and my lord come on put those hands together and give God some praise if you said that prayer by faith you said it with commitment in your heart, then you are saved, you are saved, you are saved. Praise God that you're saved. For all of those who've been watching us virtually, we praise God for you. We thank God that you've tuned in with us. Remember, you can connect with us by texting Bright Temple to 66866 and become a virtual part of this ministry. And may God bless you until I shall see you again.